Hello friends and welcome to episode 21 of Missed Conceptions. I'm your host, David White. And allow me to say, happy anniversary everybody. Well, really I guess it's happy anniversary for us. But, you know, for those of you that have been listening to us since the beginning episode, uh, I guess it's an anniversary for you too. But it is uh, crazy to think that one year ago today, we released our first episode of Misconceptions. Uh, we have been doing this podcast for a year. Uh, it's crazy to see how far we've come since then, how the characters have grown, how we have finally have a core physical rule book in our possession to look at the rules and how our interpretations of the rules have improved. Um, and it, it's just crazy to think how much has changed. And uh, it's crazy to think that, you know, we're still a small podcast, but it's, it's just mind-boggling to me that, you know, the people that do listen to us listen to us and that they enjoy it. Uh, I mean, that that puts a smile on my face. It is such a great feeling to know that somebody out there likes something that you make. Uh, so here's a, a year's worth of thanks to all our listeners, those that started with us in the beginning, uh, Kit Andrade, Row Portal. Uh, those are some of the two of the ones that come to mind uh, for being like the first people to ever like comment on our page and stuff. So thanks to you. Uh, thanks to those that left us iTunes reviews, that have followed us on SoundCloud, that followed us on all of our social media. Uh, just thank you. Thank you for making this a great year. Uh, this is starting to sound like a goodbye episode, but it's not. Because we actually have a huge announcement to make. I've been hinting at uh, an announcement that we'd make for our anniversary episode. And now that it's finally our anniversary episode, I guess I'll let you in. But our huge announcement, our announcement that we're really excited to make, is that Son of Oak, the creators of City of Mist, had decided to sponsor us. Uh, what does this mean? Well, it means that, uh, first of all, we are getting some awesome new art. Uh, and before I go any further, I just want to say thank you to Brock Baird. Uh, he is the artist that did the our first logo and our first banner. Um, he was, he was really excited to help us and, uh, I really enjoyed working with him. Uh, and so I, I just didn't want to go any further without saying thank you to Brock. Uh, I mean, I've already messaged him and, uh, thanked him and talked to him about the transition that we're making and he was super excited for us. So that just tells you how cool a guy Brock is. Um, but if you have any, you know, uh, graphic design work you want to get done, uh, I recommend Brock. Uh, he's a guy I know in real life. He's a real cool dude. Uh, in fact, I'll put a link to his, uh, what is it, Behance, Behance? I don't know. His art site where you can go look at some of his art, get some graphic work done by him. Uh, but he's a cool dude, uh, and I really appreciate all the work that he's done. And, I mean, I even appreciate that he was excited for us uh, and, you know, the direction that we're taking the podcast now. Uh, so, Brock, thank you so much. Uh, for the art and everything you've done for the podcast. So this new art, uh, you have probably noticed that the logo uh, has hopefully updated on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that. Uh, if you're listening to on YouTube, you can see it right now. Uh, and on our social media sites, our art has been updated. Uh, Martian Sobin, or Sor Sorbon? Uh, I really need to learn how to pronounce people's names. But Martian is the official 
artist for City of Mist. He is the guy that did the amazing cover art, uh, art on the inside of the book, the official character art for like characters like Flicker, uh, Mitosis, um, Excalibur, those characters that are in the starter set. He did that art, and now he has done art for our characters. Uh, and it's just gorgeous to see the amount of work he put in, but it's just gorgeous. Uh, we're super excited about that. We're also going to get some help in setting up a website with some uh, kind of world details and things like that. Uh, Amit, the creator of the game, uh, he has uh, he's been really helpful and, and excited to help us with this project and going forward. Uh, he was the one that approached us and said, hey, I love what you're doing and I want to amplify it. Uh, I want to make it better. Uh, and so I really appreciate Amit. He's super involved with his community. Uh, you don't see that with a lot of game designers. But uh, Amit has talked with me on more than one occasion. And last time we talked, I divulged some major spoilers for the misconception story uh, just to get like his feedback and things like that. And he gave me ideas on how to use the mechanics and the rules and the narrative gameplay of City of Mist. And so having Amit who is the creator of the game that we're playing as this resource uh, landline, this line of inspiration. Uh, I, I'm really excited for it because I think it's going to make this show even better uh, because he's going to take my ideas and help me with them, help me outline them a little better. Um, so new art, new website, um, hopefully new listeners, cool things in the future, partnering with Son of Oak that are those are still up in the air so i'm not going to say anything about that but this partnership is going to be great uh and a benefit for you is that if you are a fan of the show you're probably a fan of city of mist and if you haven't bought the core rulebook yet well now is your time to do it because uh, our partnership has opened up a discount for our listeners exclusively um but whenever you go to son of oak and you check out uh, you can put out a certain discount code, uh, Misconceptions Fan, all one word, all lowercase. But if you use that, you'll get some money off of your purchase, uh, and hopefully it will help you buy this uh, this City of Mist rulebook. Hopefully it's been something you've wanted to do, uh, but maybe you didn't have the money to do it right now. So this is something Amit wanted uh, to give us to help our listeners. Uh, so if you've been holding back on buying that book, well, now is your chance to buy it. I mean, this code will always be up for our listeners. So please, use it. Buy this gorgeous book. I have it, finally. And it is a gorgeous book. Uh, so please, go support City of Mist. Use that coupon code, or discount code. I'm the same thing, whatever. I'm really excited, so now I'm really rambling. <laughs> our second announcement uh, is that we are launching a Patreon um, and for those of you not familiar with Patreon, it is a crowdfunding site. Um, but the reason that we're doing this is because whenever we started this a year ago, we put all of our money into it. Um, and basically, we've taken it as far as we can take it with our money. Um, I have dreams of where I want this podcast to go. Um, so do the players. But right now, we can't get there because we've basically reached the end of our rope. Uh, now, Misconceptions is always going to be free. Um, that is, that's never going to change. But with Patreon and with your support, we can make the show even better. 
we could add more music, more ambiance, more sound effects, uh, more special episodes. You don't have to make any commitments now. Uh, personally, I would like all of our listeners to pledge at least one dollar. One dollar is kind of the minimum amount, and it might not seem like a lot, but if all of our listeners pledged at least one dollar, then we would already be able to start to make the show better. And so maybe at this point you're thinking, what's in it for me? Well, besides making this podcast that you hopefully like better, uh, how about a a t-shirt with our logo on it or your favorite character? Or maybe a poster of the crew signed by the crew. You want a City of Mist book signed by the cast with uh, little notes hidden in the pages uh, about uh, highlights and things we like about the system? Well, you can get that. Uh, Or what about a special yearly birthday session where I can Skype in and DM a game for you and your friends, or you can ditch your friends because they're lame. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who your friends are. And you could instead play a game with us. Um, There's a lot of cool rewards. Uh, So if you're interested, go over to Patreon, check it out. We have a lot of cool things. We have a lot of cool ideas we want to do, but we need your help to do it. So go ahead and click on that Patreon link down in the description below or go over to Facebook and Twitter. You can find the Patreon links there. Uh, Check out the different rewards we have, different things you get out of it. Uh, There's some pretty fun ones, so go see uh, which one tickles your fancy. All right, I have gone just a little while talking about our anniversary announcements, Um, but I was super excited to tell you all about them. Hopefully, you were really excited to hear them. Hopefully, you're excited now that you have heard them. But anyways, let's start to get to the crunch, the episode. Um, If you remember, at the end of the episode, the party split up with Esther and Faye going this way, Bill and Wren going the other way. And so I decided this would be a neat opportunity to record uh, two different sessions, one with the girls and one with the boys. And so that's what we did. Uh, In fact, I invited uh, two special guests to guest star uh, to NPC some characters uh, for those episodes. And if you've listened to our OVA episodes, our side quest episodes, you should be familiar with the voices of Christian and Bailey. But I asked them to come back uh, and record some Misconceptions episode as some special NPC characters, and they were more than happy to, so I was excited about that. Uh, But the reason I'm telling you this is because this episode is kind of chopped up. We recorded with these two groups at two different times, and so I took the episode, spliced them together, you know, cut them up and all that. Um, So, if you're confused why you don't hear Bill and Ren at the first part of the episode... Uh, That's because they're coming later. They weren't in that session. So hopefully that will clear up any misconceptions you have. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, our SoundCloud shouts out for this week are Rasputin Band, Carl Collins, Anson Bird, Dave Tompkins, and Hayes. Hayes? H-I-S-H-A-I-S-E? Hayes? I don't even know how to spell it. Anyways... Thanks for joining us on SoundCloud. Uh, And also, before we get to the episode, uh, Jaime had a little bit of a cold when we recorded this, but we had already rescheduled, so we couldn't reschedule again if we wanted this episode to come out on time. Uh, And so he wanted to record a little apology in his own voice to kind of explain where he was coming from for this episode. So before we actually get to this episode, let's hear from Jaime. Dear Misconsaniacs, I have an announcement to make before you begin listening to this 
lovely episode. I have contracted some kind of death is coming disease and it is destroying my voice for one reason or another. And we've already rescheduled our recording session because Ren is the worst. Um, but, but you already know that. Uh, and so I just wanted to preemptively apologize for not having too much of an accent because it was a struggle just speaking at all. So keep that in mind as you listen. And I will bring the Aussie back to you in the next episode. Peace. Dear Dad, I promised you that I would take care of things, and I don't seem to be doing very well at that. The bar was destroyed, and I don't even know what to do now. I know that I have to keep going. I know that I promised you that I would figure this out. Hobby doesn't think I should get into it, but we both know that I have to. I have to do this. I have to figure out what happened. I have to finish what you started, but I really wish you were here, because this is really hard. Esther and Faye get in the car, and Esther starts up the car and looks over at Faye. So what are we doing first? I need to I need to go think. Everything, all of my powers don't feel connected. I need to just go sit somewhere at a park or near a tree or something and just rest for a second. So where is that place for you? <sighs> There's the, the main park downtown. Um, let's go there and I'll just lay on the grass for a little bit. All right, you pull up uh, to the city park, uh, the park downtown. Um, it is m- late afternoon, around dinner, um, and you just see people milling about, things like that. You actually see there's like some sort of like concert or something that's being set up in a clearing around the bend. Uh, some some outdoor venue or something like that. Um, but you get there, people are walking around. It's about late afternoon. What do you do? So I'm gonna say that there's. Mm, so I'm gonna say that there's like a section of like treeish stuff, not like these giant huge trees. But okay, um, I'm trying to. There's a park in Dallas. I don't know if y'all have ever been to it, but that's what I'm thinking because it's like downtown, and then there's like a section of like. Trees and the stuff. arboreum? No. Okay. Um, it's not the word anyway. It's actually arboretum. Whatever. <laughs> but arboreum sounds about right, yes. too. Um, <laughs> so, Faye's going to go over there and, like, lean, sit down cross-legged, lean up against the tree, close her eyes, and, like, not hmm, but, like, hands are on knees in complete meditation mode. Um, 
I don't know what Esther's reaction to all of this is. Esther just like watches her walk over to the tree and she sits down and she's like, res- like gets into her position and Esther's like, all right, I'm going to need to not sit here and watch her do that. <laughs> so, um, so we're downtown. So there's like little stuff all around. Like shops and things? Yeah. Yeah. Picture it, um, picture it like, I mean, there's this city park and then maybe around uh, on the other side of the street, all the way around this park, mm-hmm. are little businesses and things like mm-hmm. that. So I'm assuming there's either a coffee shop or like a coffee uh, kiosk or whatever. Sure, sure. And yeah. so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get some coffee. Yeah. So uh, you walk across. There's there's a coffee shop there. Uh, Trinity Place. You get some coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, Faye. So, Faye's sitting there, and for about the course of, like, an hour or so, whatever fits your timeline, um, you're just seeing these flashes in Faye's head of, like, the animal, and then it would be, like, peaceful nature, and then there would be, like, the animal screaming, and again, and it's just, like, rapid. So, like, flashing between the night that you connected with the monster and, like, then transition to more painful scene, Peaceful right. scenes? Right. Painful. <laughs> uh. I don't know what that is. Not appropriate. Uh, okay. Peaceful yeah, scenes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> mm. So all of that, and it's happening in like like how REM would. Like it's just like okay. every like millisecond it's changing back and forth. Okay. Um, that goes on, and then you see towards the end, Faye just take this like gasp of air, and like everything just like peacefully settles down in okay. her mind. Okay. And there's like a... Uh... You've been sitting there a while, and, like, a squirrel has kind of come out of the tree and is kind of staring at you with its head, cocked a little to the side as you have been meditating. And you open your eyes with a gasp of air, and you see the uh, the squirrel sitting right there in front of you. I reach out my hand, and the squirrel, like, walks on to my palm and curls up and falls asleep. Yep. And you have recovered your, uh, what was it? Connect with nature? Reason with animals. Reason with animals, yeah. Connect. <laughs> it was close. Yeah, you were there. Same thing. Cool. Ta-da. Okay. Um, about this time, I guess Esther, you walk back from the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been about an hour, maybe a little less. Uh, have you just been? Did you go get coffee and then come sit back next to her? Did you sit at the coffee shop and watch her? Um, I I got coffee and then I came back and I sat close enough to be able to just like keep an eye on her because I didn't really figure she was able to fend for herself in the state that she was in so I was just like sitting okay. nearby okay. and so I saw her like whatever okay. that was. So yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you, let's say you're like on a park bench uh, mm-hmm. on the sidewalk and as people were like jogging by and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you were just watching her. Um, but as you're sitting there, you actually uh, your phone starts to ring. Hello? Um, hey, Esther, it's, uh, it's Avi. Yeah? Listen, about last night, uh, you, you and your friends are right. I, uh, I, I kind of gave up. And when your dad... When he got involved with what he was involved with, I wasn't there for him. And looking back on it, maybe maybe me not being there for him is the reason he's not here now. Uh, what I'm trying to say is... You can't blame yourself, Javi. Well, 
what I'm trying to say, Esther, is that I'm going to be there for you. You, your friends, this power mumbo-jumbo stuff you've gotten yourself mixed up into, you can count on me. I always did. All right, keep your head out of trouble, kid. I'll try. Click. Okay. Wait a few more minutes. Esther wakes up, uh... Has a Faye well, wakes up. We're just gonna <clears throat> put like not Petra <laughs> <laughs> on her. Yeah. So after that phone call, um, Faye wakes out of her trance, and she has a little ball of fur in her hand. Um, she has seemingly reconnected with nature. We're not keeping that, are we? I mean, he's pretty cute. <sighs> He could be your little bar friend. You could have him go get the nuts for the customers, and he could run home. I don't have a bar right up, now. And then, well, that's true. Sorry about that. So, um, what do you want to do? Aren't we going to track this thing? Yes. I don't know how. Do you still feel any connection to him I don't know but I can try I just this isn't something that I've ever done before it's not like I make a habit out of becoming a monster and maiming four people in the middle of a bar usually I just grow plants for my third graders so that they think that the seeds they planted actually did something quite a life you live yeah um so Faye's gonna sit down on the ground and like, again, after she just stood up. Yep. So she sits down again, and Esther's like, oh my gosh, we have to go. I'm trying to find the monster. She's going to put both hands on the ground to like try to connect with it more. And roll. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, so you said this is something I've never tried before, and that sounds like a move called stop holding back. Oh, I have it right here. Um, but it's when you use your powers in a new and never-before-seen way or scale. Tell the MC what you hope to achieve. The MC will tell you the sacrifice it will take from you. Then roll plus logos on a hit. You achieve exactly what you wanted to achieve, and you pay the price. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it. Changes. <clears throat> I feel yeah. like more it would just it's be like an extension fun. of my connection with nature. Yeah, I think so. So <clears throat> go ahead and roll a uh, investigate. That's okay. what we'll. That's what we'll do this. As um, I'm gonna add my reason with animals. Um, and tracking. You have tracking? I do. Oh wow. Okay. Is that for Robin Hood? Mm-hmm. Okay. Roll that one again. <clears throat> but first get it. Oh my gosh, it rolled fifteen feet away from the table. <laughs> Ten. Uh twelve. Dang. Okay. Um, Whoa! Sorry. <laughs> so you get clues equal to your power. So you have two clues. Uh, you can ask me um, a question and I have to answer it. Um, and since it's a 10 plus, I don't get to do anything to you. So, uh, what two questions do you have? Where is the monster? Okay. Um, you sense you connect with nature. You place your uh, hands and you kind of like grip 
the finger or the grass in between your fingers and you focus um, and you can feel uh, the creature. You kind of feel this familiar feeling of whenever that's stupid uh, of when you connected with it in Morty's pub. Uh, it's not malicious, but you can feel its presence again. Um, it is in a, well, I guess I can't give you any fuzzy clues. It is somewhere in this very park. Uh, so you are actually very close to it. Okay. And then my second question is, is it staying where it's at or is it like actively moving? Oh, good question. Um, it is staying in the same area. Got it. Um, okay, so Faye, like, lets go of the ground, opens her eyes, stands back up again, and says, it's here, like, where we're at, it's, it's somewhere here, and I almost said didn't last time, (laughs) when we were, you said something last time about it being in a dark space. You said that. I said that. Yeah, you improv that. Great. Look at me improv And so I ran with it. (laughs) Look at you. (laughs) Okay. Um, it's here somewhere. I, it may be underground, and it's, it's staying in this area. It's not trying to run away. Um, at this point, Esther um, kind of grabs her ring, and she's going to attempt a roll to search for surface thoughts in the area. Okay. Uh, I guess you go ahead and roll and investigate as well. So I would use surface thoughts. Uh-huh. And can I use my investigate? Or not really? I think last time we rolled that your investigate is more like your physical act of investigating because okay. it's tied to your dad's training. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily tied to the ring. Um, but, you know, when you get a new tag, you might be able to do a tag like that that mm-hmm. would work with the searching aspect of your mm-hmm. ring. Uh, so, go ahead. Eight. Eight? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you gain one clue. Uh, what are you looking... Or, what's your question? I'm trying to figure out, like... So, if I can hear the monster's thoughts, then I want to be able to, like... Can I get a directional sense from it? Like, those thoughts are coming from the north or the whatever. Because she says he's close in the area, so I'm thinking that I can maybe hear him. You can feel... I mean, you... you, Or if I could sense thoughts of, like, somebody near him or something. Yeah, you... You try to pinpoint this location. There are so many thoughts around you. You have a hard time sorting through them. Mm. I mean, there's the people in all the businesses behind you. There are this huge crowd of people in the clearing uh, getting ready for the concert and all that. Uh, There are even... You can even feel voices and thoughts inside the forest. Some seem to be, you know, people just walking around. Some are more malicious. Um but you feel a stronger presence further in to the forest. And that is the clues are fuzzy, incomplete, or half true. (laughs) (laughs) Would my weakness come into play there, the lost in the sea of thoughts, to get an attention? Yeah, it would have. Okay. (laughs) 
Do you want? No, it's okay. Well, yeah. Shoot, I wish you had added it earlier. Sorry. It's, it's okay. fine. Um, I think that we're going to have to go further into the forest. He's not going to be... Well, obviously, he's not out here in the open. Oh, really? I thought I saw him crossing the street. We're supposed to be on the same team. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just a bit sassy today. We don't even have the guys with us. That's why. Like, we can't get our shit together. Come on. She's got all the parts. Maybe we need them more than we thought we did. Don't tell them. They don't yeah. listen to the podcast yeah, anyways. Don't tell them. <laughs> I mean, he's going to start listening now. I know. He's going to start listening at episode 21. Right. <laughs> okay, well, let's go. I mean, I don't know why we're just standing here. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> okay. You, uh, you start making your way into the forest. There are walking trails and things, you know, people jogging, people walking, romantic exercising, whatever. Romantically exercising. <laughs> Nope, that's no, that, no. Save that for the bedroom, folks. Uh, right. No, so uh, do you want to stay on the paved paths or kind of go into the the wooded area? Um, uh, well, I say wooded area. It's just trees. That's really what it is. I mean, I guess we're going into the wooded area. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you, you start... Working your way, you leave the path. You leave the people behind and you start walking. Um, I have my hand on my gun at this point. I mean. Okay. And uh, as you're walking, uh, just you're very cautious because, uh, I mean, this monster could be anywhere. He could Mm -hmm. be underneath your feet. He could be over here. He could be over there. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's slowly getting a little bit darker. And as you walk, you hear a twig snap uh, nearby you. Faye automatically jumps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm glad she can make that, make that decision for her character. No, I, I was going to say that Faye automatically turns behind you. Mm. Because Like back to back or just gets behind you? No, like gets behind you because you have a gun and I have vines. <laughs> so well, we are in a wooded area, that so. is true. but yeah. Um, and so Esther kind of does like the, I don't know, like turns around, like does a 360, like checking her, like head <laughs> face stays surrounding. behind her the whole time. So they're just, okay. So you, you whip around, uh, do you say anything? Do I say anything? Yeah. I thought you said, do I see anything? And I was like, I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) No. Do you say anything as you're pointing your gun in all directions? Stay behind me. Okay. Um, A few seconds pass. You hear some more rustling in the bushes uh, in front of you. Really? You couldn't just make this easy and tell us who it is already? (laughs) No. I have to build suspense. Um, so do I see them wrestling? Yeah. like they're, So well, can I tell the size like, of the thing that's making it wrestle? Human size. You, you can see like the foliage like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Somebody's moving through it, not very carefully, not stealthily, just pushing their way through everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, can we help you? You hear a voice say, 
Uh, can we help you? So you see this massive, massive man. Think like the rock build. Mm-hmm. Walk, like jumps out of this bush and goes, whoa, sorry, ladies. Who are you? The name's Muhammad. How can I help you? Uh, uh, I believe we were asking you that question. Go ahead and describe what does a what does Muhammad uh, look like? He looks. I mean, he's built like the Rock, but like, what's he wearing? So he's built like, like the Rock. He's got this massive bushy beard, and he's wearing the like slacks and a button-up shirt with the sleeves rolled up and a, a vest over it. Um, he's just huge Middle Eastern guy. Uh, right. Well, I don't really need anything. I've just been exploring. Yeah. You've just been exploring in the bush? Yeah. In your dress slacks and your buttoned-up shirt? And your vest. Yeah. I don't have time for you. (laughs) Yeah, we're kind of on a mission, so if you don't have anything else going on, we're just going to... Uh, you haven't happened to see any kids around. That sounds weird. <laughs> that sounds really... I'm um, not going to tell you if I've seen no, kids. That, no, that didn't come out right. Uh, <laughs> At this point, like, Faye's, look, like, okay. gotten all big in her, like, overprotective look, okay, teacher self. Listen, I'm a lawyer. I'm investigating some missing kids. You're a lawyer. Do you know Deacon? Deacon. Uh, yeah. I've heard of Deacon. Do you like Deacon? Yeah, he's alright. Okay, I mean, he likes Deacon. We like Deacon. So what, we're just supposed to help him now and forgo our mission? Oh, right. Sorry, I got distracted. Wait, go back to the whole kids thing. Why are you looking for kids? They've just been turning up missing, and there's been a lot of them. So I've been trying to find them now. You're a lawyer that's actually going out and looking for the kids yourself? Well, nobody else is going to do it. Hmm. Um, I mean... I haven't seen any kids. Yeah. She sees kids all the time because she teaches school. Well, they're probably not missing if they're in a school. Not typically, but sometimes they go to the bathroom and then I don't know. It takes them a while to come back. Faye, this ties into one of your themes, his mission. Uh, looking for these kids. Um, it should be, yeah, teacher for change. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel very compelled to help him. However, if you want to deny this pool to help him, you will take a crack in that theme. Got it. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. Do you mind if we just have a moment? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll so, just go look in this bush. Oh, naturally, where all the missing kids are. Russell, Russell, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so, Faye turns to Esther. I don't know. I mean, I feel like... I know maybe... you want to help the kids, but we kind of got a lot going on right we now. We do have a lot going on, but maybe he could help us and we could help him and we could get it all done we at the same time. don't even know him. You and the rest of the group are so quick to just let everybody join the team. I know, but that's because for the most part, people are good and then you have people no. like Jimmy the Butcher. For the most part, people are bad. Okay.
okay, well, we need to send you to counseling for one thing. And then for two, we really need to You're not going to take no for an answer. Probably not. No. I mean, we, the two of us could go our separate ways, but um, I kind of like you and want to hang out with you. So please, I'll be your best friend You'll forever. You'll get killed without me. I'll help you build your bar. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. I don't see how we have time for this, but I don't see how I'm going to get out of it. So, yay, great. Okay. Oh my gosh. Let's go, team. Okay, so Faye heads back Esther over. Esther flicks you off as you walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's deserved. Best uh, friends. <laughs> what? It's a best friends. <laughs> True friendship can survive Honestly. that. <laughs> True friendships <laughs> do that. Yes. Uh, okay, so Faye walks back over to Muhammad. Okay, well, we would like to help you, um, but we also have something else going on, so we kind of got to do, like, two things at once. So you may be able to help us a little bit. I don't really know. I really don't know that much about you. Yeah, sure. We'll give it a shot. Okay. Um, are you just a lawyer? Yeah. There was a lot of hesitation in that answer. <laughs> Just a lawyer. Just a lawyer. Just a giant lawyer. <laughs> Maybe a very strong lawyer? My great-grandfather was Samoan. Have you seen anything unusual since you've been looking for the children? I mean, when you, when you arrived, you saw them setting up for the concert, uh, but really nothing out of the ordinary. I think there were some kids smoking reefer over there. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I've, I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary. Did you check to see if those ones were the missing ones? No, uh, these are young children. Oh, okay. Um, okay, well, we're looking for something else right now in the forest. Um, but I guess we could all kind of search together at the same time and see what happens. Um, this is the trees. How, how much space do we have to explore here? Um, I mean, right now it's not very thick. Uh, the reason that you had a hard time seeing him is because it thematically made it more suspenseful, but because, uh, <laughs> just, just like bushes and stuff. So it's not, it's not like you're, oh, hiking through the wilderness, but it's, I mean, it's just a city park right now. Um, I also meant like, are we going to be walking for like miles? Or oh, do you mean the size of the park? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the park is huge. Like park. It's Got really it. big. Yeah, it Got is. It. it is New York Central Park, basically shape, okay. size. Yeah, all of it. Got it. Okay. Um. Okay, so I guess we all start walking. Yes? Question mark. Meanwhile, in a different part of the city. All right. I think. Uh, <clears throat> I think where we left off with y'all, you were, you had gotten a ride with the Sticks Ferry Service. Uh, so mm-hmm. we will start with uh, mm-hmm. the door to that black taxi closing and driving off, and then Bill and Wren, you are sitting or standing at the uh, the entrance to the Daily News where Linda Lockwood works. So we're taking the stairs of the elevator. I mean, you look like you need some good cardio because you ate a lot on the way over. Jeez, Bill, like, how many hamburgers can you eat? Oh, God, it's going to be a long day. Um, I'll just take the elevator. you know what floor she's on? Uh, of course. And then Ren checks his watch. 
looks and he's like scans through and he's like, yes, she's on the thirtieth floor. All right, let's go. Please lead the way. You need the exercise. When I say let's go, it's assumed that we're going inside and getting into the elevator. <laughs> Do you want me to say, I take a step with my right foot. I take a step with my left foot. Yeah, kind of like we're playing a role-playing game. <laughs> so you play a role-playing game and you get to the elevator. Uh, you push in the uh, number, what was it, 32? 30. 30. 30. So you ride it up to 30. Uh, it opens up to the editorial bullpen. Uh, all these different cubicles you see and you hear the typing of keyboards, you hear frantic talking, uh, the ringing of telephones, um, very busy uh, news floor business happening. Um, And as you are kind of looking and scanning, in all the chaos, uh, Linda, where do they see you? I think maybe Linda is kind of... Somebody has messed with one of her stories or, like, she had a pile of information sitting somewhere and they moved it or they changed something and she is really not happy about it. And I don't think they can hear what she's saying, but it's very clear by her facial expression and her arms flailing about that something has gone amiss. Okay. Well, she looks happy to see us. Yeah. I am not excited for this conversation. All right, let's go. You lead the way, Romeo. All right, one step forward, one step forward. <laughs> okay, you you walk up and you hear this uh, this freckled faced boy, uh, very timidly talking to Linda. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Lockwood. I I mean I saw the information on your desk, but I I honestly I I didn't touch it. I haven't seen it since then. <sighs> go away. Just you're at my go. desk. <laughs> Okay, okay. And he gets up and just runs away from his desk. (laughs) And at this point, uh, two knuckleheads that you really didn't want to see today come up to his desk. Hey, what up, girl? Nope, nope, (laughs) nope. I am not doing this today. Goodbye. And she turns on her heels and just starts walking away. We have an agreement. Did we? We did. Yeah, it was signed and written somewhere. I wouldn't go that far, but we definitely had you. Can we just pretend that we didn't? Yeah, Mm. but we need to figure some information out. This is pretty pressing. All right, let's go to my office. Okay. Uh, uh, Linda leads you to her office. Linda, what does your your office look like? I think this is our first time to see it. Um, she has a lot of, like, Retro decorations around, and I think on the walls she has some Sailor Jerry type art. Um, and there's a lot of red everywhere. Oh, God. Not clearly. Just Not red blood. decorations. <laughs> and I think her desk is probably pretty messy, and probably the kid didn't lose the stuff. It's just there. Um, and there's coffee mugs sitting everywhere, and she has a bottle of scotch, not so well hidden. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so a little bit messy. Uh, I guess Linda, you walk in, sit down at your desk. The boys sit down uh, in front of the desk at your. Uh, I guess there's two chairs there, but they probably like have to brush some stuff out of the way to sit down on it, uh, or maybe like lift a box of. Um, 
what am I thinking of? Banker evidence. box. Yeah, banker box of evidence or like files, and they have to set it to the side. Um, but anyways. So what do you want to know? So we're looking for this guy. You saw him the last time we were at the pound, you know. He was pretty scary looking, kind of fat. Calls himself Jimmy the Butcher. Know anything about him? He likes to carry an Uzi with him. Mm, Fat Tony's. He's at Fat Tony's. He's always at Fat Tony's. So you want to go with us? Could be a pretty juicy story. For the story... By the story, I'll go. Sweet. Let's get in a vehicle <laughs> that we don't have because uh, none of us have an SUV. Hold on. Hold on. She might have a car. <laughs> I think she does have a car. Okay. Linda, what kind, of, what kind of car do you have? Oh, that's a great question. I think since she's, like, so into the retro stuff, maybe she has an old muscle car or something. I dig it. It's red. What color is it? It's red. Of course. Shotgun. <laughs> she makes you both sit in the back seat. <laughs> Get away. Next scene. <laughs> yeah. She makes you both sit in the trunk. Oh, snap. Oh, geez. No. <laughs> Doesn't oh, even want to be seen with us. Okay. So uh, you hop in the back of the, the red muscle car. Uh, she starts driving off a little bit more quickly than probably, well, I was going to say, than you're comfortable with, but you are pretty reckless so this is probably just <laughs> your speed uh, um, I have a question what is Fat Tony's is it like a is it a bar it's a pizzeria and they also do some illegal gambling there that started in Bailey's voice and ended in Linda's voice <laughs> <laughs> illegal gambling Ren so, is fantastic at illegal gambling so how are we gonna <clears throat> do this are we Going in disguise uh, with some money gambling. Are we just busting in, taking him out? Are we punching Ren in the face? Because that's usually an option I like taking. Oh, my gosh. If we go in disguise, it's going to have to be pretty good. Because I've had some issues with these guys before. I just have a picture of us showing up with, like, the glasses. Groucho Marks. <laughs> yeah, so one of you has, like, working. the Groucho Marks. The other one has, like, the uh, the Guy Fox mask. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the other obvious uh, disguise thing could be is. on each other's shoulders with a trench coat. <laughs> trench coat, yeah. Fedora. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, anyways, continue. <clears throat> Some of the disguise might not work. Because we both fought him. And me. I fought him. That's that's what we are. We're a thing. Damn. (laughs) I really don't... have too many things going. I really don't want to have to bust in guns a-blazing, though. All right. So, let's stop by... Let's stop by... The mall, the mall, or something, and try to figure out some kind of disguise, a wig, sunglasses, something of that nature. Honestly, I don't think I should go in because it's gonna be a little hard to hide all my tattoos. That'll be noticeable. I think it's either gonna have to be you or Ren. I think there's something called long sleeve shirts 
Uh, typically, they are made of cotton or spandex. Do you want me to wear a turtleneck? Okay, yeah. we, can all, we can all go in. I'll just be rocking a turtleneck, and I'm really hoping it's not like July or something. I need a what turtleneck. What time of year is it? I need a chain. Um, that's important. I can't remember if we've established what time of year it is, but I would assume it's, you know, what time it is right now. Uh, so, February. What time is it now? All right, turtleneck works. <clears throat> oh, yeah, and the time is uh, late afternoon, getting close to uh, dinner time. Okay. So it's not so quite like, dark yet. Like right now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I vote Ren goes in, destroy it, uh, disguised as a drag queen. We can all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can pull off. Um, I think, actually, I could probably hack into their camera system and see who's there. To see if Jimmy the Butcher is actually there, and you're telling the truth and not leading us on, and make us go guns a blazing, so that you bear the lead. All right. <clears throat> Why would you do that? All right. <clears throat> I'll get a turtleneck. I'll get a chain. I'll start infiltrating. I think you should come. If you can actually get a camera feed, then you could be communicating with us. If things start to look like they're going south, we can get out of there. Um, I think that might be the best way to go around this operation. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I don't do well in crowds. Go ahead. Uh, everybody roll a change the game to see if you can make a, a, a disguise. Nothing game changing about it. I'm going into an establishment. I'm paying them my money. And I'm getting a disguise. Let's see how well you are at picking out a disguise. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Eight. Eight? Yeah. Okay. Five. Okay. So you... Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. My disguise sucks, so I stay outside. <clears throat> I'm going to use good bluff. That's what the disguise is, is bluffing. And when he's stealthy. Okay. Boom, baby. Snake eyes. That's a nine. That's a nine. <laughs> a nine. Nine. Okay. So uh, I would say Linda and Bill, go ahead and give yourself a disguise one story tag. Oh, wait. No, you had two uh, power. So, yeah, you get um, two juice. That's right. So I would spend one on disguised one. Uh, if you wanted to bump it up to disguise two, you can. Uh, that is up to you. But Linda, oh, yeah, go ahead and. <clears throat> Give her one of those. Where are the um right there. right there. And then uh so Linda, you have a disguised one. Uh, and Bill, do you want to bump it up to a disguise two? Yes. I do want to play out the failed disguise. Yeah, yeah. So Rin, you are trying to find a disguise, but I mean with the scars on your face and I mean the huge node on the side of your head, it's really difficult to find a disguise that isn't just you putting a hood on. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you wear a hood all the time, so it's not that much of a disguise to just swap out your hood for another hood. Um, but did you have did you have any other ideas on why you didn't uh, make a good disguise? You have a wig, but your forehead is still glowing through the wig. 
I'm gonna say he like he like tries on a wig and he's like, oh my gosh, this just looks ridiculous because he's like never actually had much hair in the first place and he's like, can't believe I look like this and he's getting stressed out and he's like and he just takes the wig off and then puts on um, like a beanie but then the the node is still glowing and he's like, I guess I'll just stay outside because I can't hide my head. You get your disguises. You pull up to uh, Fat Tony's Pizzeria, and uh, oh, it smells delicious. It's like, it's like it's oh, it smells so good. You don't want to eat here. <sighs> it could I be delicious. Smell, it's disgusting. I can smell the manicotti, and and the and the extra pineapples and the calzones, and everything just. You're right, though. Are you are you yeah. making fun of pineapple because <clears throat> pineapple is delicious? Pineapple does not belong anywhere near pizza. You savage, Bill. You're trash. You're both trash. Can we hurry up and get this done so I don't have to spend another second with you? Don't you love being in our company? <sighs> Me and Bill are just yes, the most delightful it's, people. It's my great dream in life. Oh, good. <clears throat> Me too. All right, try to hack in so we can get in there. If you want to hack into the feed, you will need to find a physical place to plug into the feed. Okay. Uh, which would probably be inside and probably a office. Okay. So that's what you know being a tech guy. That's the only way you would know to get uh, into the feed. And so Ren pulls up his laptop and he pulls up the map of the of the pizzeria okay and is like all right guys the only way that i can hack in is that i have to somehow find a way to get to the office and so we've got obviously the front door can't go in that way because my disguise sucks or we can go in through the kitchen or through the back the <clears> kitchen <throat> would be the quickest way to get in and but you guys would have to help me somehow get past the cooks well couldn't we just go in the front and we make a scene and you get past us I guess we could do that. Okay. So you you pull up a blueprint, and uh, there's obviously, like, the main dining area. There is the kitchen, and then off of the kitchen is the office. Uh, so you would have to go through the kitchen to get to the office. Uh, but from what, what you can tell, there's a main dining area, kitchen, office is connected to the kitchen. I mean, bathroom area, uh, I the utility the closet would probably be off of that. site somewhere. Uh, no, you just see that um, that main dining room, the kitchen, office. That's okay. what you can see from the blueprint. Okay. I mean, we could go. You you could go in through the main entrance and make a big scene, or we could fake being delivery people and go through the kitchen, and then I just squeeze my way past to get to the office. Do you have a delivery outfit? Ren pulls one from his backpack. Nope. <laughs> uh, you do not. Linda pulls one from her bag. <clears throat> um, okay. Go ahead and roll a, a change the game. <laughs> oh, wait. Hang on. So So you add a plus one? Plus one. So seven. Okay. Uh, you. I mean, that's still good enough. You have one juice. Uh, what story tag do you want to create for Rin? <laughs> Just delivery guy, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Delivery outfit. Delivery yeah, outfit. Delivery outfit. Um, what like what does this delivery outfit look like? 
Um, I think it's just a um, U C S uh, copyright. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just like a Thanks. normal like mail carrier guy, but maybe it's like a bajillion boxes, and so they think, oh, it's gonna take him a while. Oh, so you like that. produce boxes as well to go yeah, with it? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead and describe, like, how does this look? Like, how big is your bag? Is it a backpack? Is it a messenger bag? Uh, what is it? Um, I think it's just, like, a messenger bag that kind of looks like a laptop bag or whatever. Okay. Okay. So she, like, reaches into this messenger bag, and she pulls out this outfit, and she, like, throws it back to Rin, and then she reaches out. In and like starts pulling out like these boxes uh, from this bag, uh, and I mean you're looking at it and, like those shouldn't be able to fit in that bag. Does she have a bag of holding? <laughs> but anyways, uh, Rin she pulls that out and throws it back to you. Perfect. This will work just fine. Okay, you go ahead and change. You have your. Uh, uh, delivery guy outfit one. Just gonna change outside, you animal. <laughs> Nobody look at me. I'm being a jerk. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so while you are discussing this, and while Ren is changing, you see uh, it is dusk. The sun is setting. It's not fully dark yet, but you see people walking in <clears> and out. Uh, obviously, getting pizza, eating dinner, things like that. But then you also see some very well dressed people. Um, you do not think they're here for pizza, but knowing what Linda has told you, maybe they're here for a different service that Fat Tony's offers. Uh, but they walk in, uh, and you don't really see them come out. You see other families go in and come out, but you do not see these well-dressed people come out. Um, but anyways, Ren has changed. You are ready to enact your plan. <clears throat> We walk towards the door that's on the side of the building. Okay, so you're going to the kitchen door? Yeah. Are you going by yourself? Yeah, and I think you need to say that you're delivering, like, office-type things, like paper or toner or whatever. Okay. Because it could be locked, so you need them to let you in to it, Mm -hmm. just in case. Yeah. So Ren goes, I guess, do y'all create a diversion beforehand, or... I think that version was a plan before we had a disguise for you. Okay. That's what I thought. Unless Linda wants to do a diversion. I guess we still could, but if we were going to do a diversion... We still need to get into the illegal gambling site, though. Right. All right, then. Okay. So uh, who who wants to go first? The people going in the front door or Ren at the back? I think Ren should go. Ren should go first. Okay. Yeah. Ren, you walk up. In to case the, I uh, fail, they can come <laughs> in and save me. Yeah. You walk around into the alley. Uh, it's very dimly lit by just a street lamp hanging in the in the alleyway. Or I guess it would be an alley light since it's not a street. But there is a steel door leading into the kitchen. You knock on it. Uh, it opens up. All this kind of steam pours out of the kitchen. There is a uh, a man with a smock, uh, very dirty. Uh, he has like some dough in his hand, just hanging loosely down his arm. He says, "Hey, what do you want? Got some deliveries for the office. I gotta. I'm way behind, and I just gotta drop these off in the office. Just let me in, man. Go ahead and roll a 
sneak around. You're being a jerk. I wouldn't let you in if it was me. Uh, and with that sneak around, you may add your delivery guy tag. You add that? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the one she just made. <laughs> I thought it was like, it's just a tag that I have. Yeah. That's just what he does. Software yeah. engineer, delivery guy. Yeah. Oh, please. Oh, praise. Ten. Ten? Okay. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Come on in. Uh, he holds the door open for you. Come in. Uh, you see the... The kitchen is busy. They're flipping pizzas. They're sticking them in the stove ovens. Stove ovens? Uh, stone ovens. Uh, or brick ovens, I guess you would call them. But all this business is happening. Uh, and you see the office over to your right. Uh, the pizza guy just says, hey, go do whatever you need to do. And he gets back to flipping pizzas and doing pizza stuff. Classic pizza guy. Yes, classic pizza guy stuff. <laughs> and so Ren just like kind of bustles through and um, get, gets into the office and looks around. Well, the door to the office is locked. Damn it. He runs into the door and the door <laughs> is thrown open. No, you are not Bill. You are Ren. <laughs> Ren is not athletic. He is a shrimpy dude. So you jiggle the handle. It does not open. Hey, oh, you got a key to the door or what? If you want a key, go talk to Cody. I don't have time to talk to Cody. Why don't you go talk to Cody, and then I'll just wait here. He knows you. It's not, it just, it'll be less awkward. Can't you see I'm flipping pizzas over here? Hey, can you believe this guy? I just picture him like flipping a perfectly good pizza upside down. <laughs> yeah, he he has this just immaculate pizza. Everything is right. He has it on the wooden spatula thing. You're talking to him, and he just flips it over, and it falls on the ground. <laughs> hey, you costing me good pizza here, man. Hey, now you have time to go talk to Cody. Just please, I'm in a hurry. I've got five other deliveries to make. He grumbles under his breath. He uh, he. Kicks open the door and he yells, Hey, Cody, there's a guy here to see you. Something about deliveries. And now we're going to transition to uh, Bill and Linda. Uh, I assume you just walk in the front door? Mm-hmm. Okay. Walk in the front door. This is a trendy downtown pizzeria. Um, I mean, you can see the kitchen from the dining mm-hmm. area. There's a door leaning back to where the kitchens are, or where the kitchen is, obviously. Uh, but there's a little bar there's a bartender there um but mostly they're just dining tables set up around their different families and i mean couples there um and it is a seat yourself restaurant i'm gonna walk up to um is there like a host or hostess uh no you you see waiters going around and taking orders and you see a bartender behind the bar i'm gonna go up to the bartender okay yeah, excuse me. Can you give me a... Uh... Nope. We walk up to the bar. Okay. <clears throat> excuse me, can you tell me what, what the restroom is? Oh, uh, yeah, it's right around the corner. I'm going to walk around the corner, come back. No, no, no. You don't understand. I don't want to know where the restroom is. I want to know where the restroom is and do air quotes. He looks at you. Uh, you aren't really dressed like our uh, usual clientele yeah and that means i'm not gonna get you busted 
by coming in here wearing a million bucks worth of clothing and then not sitting down in the restaurant. I'll sit down. I'll eat some of your garbage pizza. But if you don't let me do what I want to do, I'll just take my business to the Golden Flamingo. We serve pizza here. We serve drinks here. If you want anything else, afraid you uh, just got nowhere to look. He just starts cleaning his glass. At this time, the door to the kitchen is kicked open. Hey, Cody, somebody here needs to talk to you. Uh, something about a delivery or something for the office. The bartender looks up. All right. And he walks into the kitchen, leaving uh, you two there alone. I walk behind the bar. We're looking for any kind of, like, secret door or anything. Hmm. Um, maybe there's, like, you lift it up in the floor and you go down some stairs. Maybe there's a key. Maybe there's... Um, as you are, as you're looking, uh, uh, Linda, you actually, like, you're keeping watch while he's doing this. Uh, and you see a nicely dressed couple come in. They make a beeline straight for the back wall. Uh, it is now that you notice there's an iron door right there. And he knocks on it. One, two. One. And the door slides open. He walks in with his partner. And it closes shut behind him. Uh, if you remember whenever Ren pulled up the schematics for this place, this room was not there. We will now cut back to Ren. Uh, Cody walks up. What are you here for? Toner, delivery? Uh, I don't care. He sticks in the key, unlocks it, opens the door, and then he just stands there. All right, do what you need to do. I got customers. Dude, this is going to take a long time. I know you got customers. You got people to take care of. I mean, I just saw when you kicked open the door, they had this tall, ugly man standing at the bar and some, you know, attractive girl there. Listen, shit stain. Do what you need to do and then get out. I got customers. I know you got customers, and I've got a delivery to make, and I've got to put the toner in the machine, and then I've got to check to make sure if it works, and I've got to run a couple he copies. Turned, he turns into the kitchen. Hey, can you believe this guy? I know, hey, we're just trying to do pizza stuff, and he comes in and messes up the pizzas. <laughs> he, just, he crosses his arm and leans back against the door jam and just stares at you. And then Ren goes into the office and slams the door shut <laughs> he's and breaks the, in the lock. He's standing <laughs> in the door. It like, so it opens up, and yeah. then he walks in with you, and he stands in the door jam. And then, okay. Um, well, and, and so Ren's like, why don't you just shut the door? That's going to make a ton of noise. I don't want to bother the pizza-making guys back there and all that business i mean he dropped the pizza already can you believe that he supposedly is a great pizza maker and so ren's just like talking non-stop just to like he does not say anything and he does not move he just watches you <laughs> and so ren decides that he's gonna shoot this guy so since i mean like since he's in a delivery suit the gun is collapsible and so it's in mm -hmm. um it's collapsed, obviously, from a rifle to more like a soft We'll say shotgun. like that you put it like in a... Okay, so here's here's a way that I thought about it collapsing. 
Mm-hmm. So it has like those two prongs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like the prongs go up and down and like come back down the barrel. Yeah. And then like you tilt the uh, the handle up and push it into it and it makes like a little square or rectangle shape. Mm-hmm. And that was I was thinking about that the other night. And like if that was something that you would like to uh, have be part of his uh, like the collapsible thing. Yeah. Uh, so then you could just put it in that box, and then you reach in, and then you flick it, and it just comes all apart and together. Comes apart and together? Yes. Special delivery. <laughs> so, yeah, you reach into the box, you pull it out, you flick it, it uncollapses. Yeah. So I'll use collapsible. Um, uh, I would say you, you would use collapsible to hide it, but not okay. necessarily for this attack. Okay. So immobilizing energy. Uh-huh. Um, and scanner vision. I think to like assess where the best shot to hit this guy would be. Uh, okay. Him. Yeah, go ahead. Please. <laughs> I got a seven. You did get a seven. Okay, so I guess I will control the collateral damage. Okay, you you shoot him. Uh, I guess you inflict a, a tier two status on him. He goes limp, uh, and you rush and grab him and pull him into the room and then close the door behind the both of you. Okay. Calm down, Liquid Snake. <laughs> Let's tune back in with Esther and Faye and see how they're doing. I assume that those two have a conversation while I'm leading this thing. Okay. So you two don't look like the typical type of people to just be uh, wandering around in a in a wooded park. So what's up with that? Oh, you know, we just we just like to learn everything we can about the city, don't we, Esther? Yep. Yeah. Esther's really a talker. So you're gonna you're like, like her a lot. Y'all like tourists? Um, no. No, we're not tourists. We just, um, walking is good exercise and, and we like to, you know, follow my plate guidelines and, and walk a lot. Follow what? <laughs> it's an app. <laughs> oh, it's, it, you that know. That was in character. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, um, don't worry about it. Esther, what do you want to talk about? I'm just trying to find what I came here to look for. What is that? Just uh, so I know what I'm looking for. You'll know it when you see it. Well, that's vague. Esther keeps walking. (laughs) Okay. And like this whole time, like Faye is feeling the most tension and is like trying to like bring Esther in at every point and like make everybody friends. And it's just like. (laughs) Okay. Um, As you keep walking, uh, you can, uh, Faye and Muhammad, you keep. You know, carrying on having a conversation, uh, even if it is and might be a little awkward. Uh, Esther, you're marching ahead of them. Uh, and Esther, these two don't notice it because they're kind of carrying on. But the the park seems to grow thicker. There are more trees. They're now more closer together. Mm-hmm. Where it used to be very easy to walk through, there's now brambles and bushes and and uh, other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get to probably the center part of the park. Mm-hmm. It's very, very dense. Uh, in fact, whenever you look up in the sky, you can't see any more skyscrapers. 
that line the park. Uh, it's almost like you feel like you've been walking longer than you should have. Uh, Felix stops. Do you stop or do you keep walking? Yeah. So Both. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> you stop. Yeah, I stop. Um, so Faye, like, comes up to you and stops next to you and is like, what? What's happening? This isn't right. This, this doesn't feel right. Where are we? I don't know. We're just further in the forest. I mean, it would make sense for the thing we're looking for to be deep into the forest. Yeah, but we haven't been walking for that long. Faye, this forest feels vaguely familiar. Okay. Um, but you have never been here. You don't really know why this is familiar to you, but you just get this sense of, have I been here before? But yeah, it feels vaguely familiar to you. Esther, I think, I think we might be close. I feel like this is something, part of something I saw. I don't know. Um, but I think that maybe we should, and she like pulls you away for this. Mm -hmm. Like maybe we should lead our friend another way. How are we going to do that? You brought him along. Well, I was trying to follow what the GM hey, wanted know, to do. You know, this place feels kind of familiar. Can you explain that, please? I don't know. I just feel like I've been here before, but not in the park. Where are we? What if he's the monster? That's going to suck. <laughs> Do you, you whisper that to Esther? I am a monster. <laughs> um, she whispers that to me, and I look over at him and just like look him up and down. I don't think so. <laughs> um, as you have this conversation, you uh, well no notice that he's gotten bigger. <laughs> yeah, he's armor plating. No, um, no scratch that. What are y'all doing? So Can I roll and investigate? Uh, sure. What are you looking for? Um, something that would connect back to why this is so familiar. Um, you don't really have to roll and investigate for that. You just feel that this is somehow connected to your mythos, the mythological side of you, the side of you that you don't entirely understand yet. This area has something to do with your story, but you're not sure why. You can either leave this area or you can keep going further into it. I think we should keep walking. Esther, do you feel any connection? To... To, to this, to... Does, I'm from the city. Oh, for the love. I'm just saying, I don't feel connections like you feel connections. Okay, okay. I think I think we should keep walking. I think there's something here we need to explore. Okay. Um, this may be a little bit dangerous. So if you want to just like sit here, we'll come back for you and we'll help you find the missing kids. But I mean, if you want to come along, that's your choice. I can handle myself. He cracks his knuckles. 
oh, okay then. Um, best of luck to you. Okay. You continue further into uh, this forest, as it were. Um, the foliage is consistently getting more thick. Um, and as you're walking, you see something around your ankles, a mist. And Faye and Esther, this feels very familiar to when you went into the bottom layer of the uh, water treatment plant 23. You continue walking, and the mist gets more and more thick, uh, just kind of pulling around your legs, not coming up over you, but just pulling at your ankles, covering your feet. Stay close. As to stop walking for a second, um, we need to... Last time, the minute we breathed this in, we lost consciousness. We need something to to filter the the air. Give me a banana leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, gosh, what plant would I'm do that? I'm glad that you put that together because the whole breathing it in and passing out thing, I didn't put together. So, What do we do? We're here now. I know, I know. I'm trying to think. What what kind of plant could we use that would help filter? As you're thinking, uh, Esther and... I almost said Rin. Uh, Muhammad, you do not hear this. But, Faye, you can almost feel it. Um, there is no rustling in the trees or anything like that, but you feel somebody is coming. Uh, and... You look up, and much like how Muhammad pushed his way through the trees, you see somebody come through the trees, but instead of pushing their way through them, these leaves almost seem to, like, open and let this person through. Um, a older lady steps out, a smaller frame, uh, pretty tall. She has long white hair that is braided down her back, um, her dress that she's wearing is very flowing and free. At first glance, it looks like it might be moss, like stitched together. Uh, but then when you blink and look at it again, it just looks like a very sheer green dress. Um, in her hair, she has flowers and around the crown of her head is woven a flower crown. Um, but this lady walks through the trees and the plants like almost close like a door behind her. Um, you notice this before Esther and Muhammad do. Um, but she turns and looks at you and says, Oh, welcome, children. End of episode. Nice. Cool. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. And thanks for listening to a whole year's worth of Misconceptions episodes. Whether you listen to them as they came out, or you binge listen to them uh, over the past couple of weeks. Our next episode will be released on March the 12th, and I hope by that time that I can give some shouts out to some Patreon backers. And don't forget, we have a Patreon, some really cool things. If you haven't checked it out yet, go down, click on that link, uh, and check out all the cool stuff you can get for helping us make this show even better. Of course, you can always find us on Facebook and Twitter, get up-to-date information about the show. Now that we have a sponsorship with Son of Oak, uh, you might also see some cool things coming from uh, us, uh, our social media, but also from them. So be sure to follow City of Mist on Facebook and Twitter as well. 
City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find their products at sonofoak.com, and don't forget to use a special discount code, MISTCONCEPTIONSFAN, to get some money off your purchase. The music you heard at the beginning of this episode, and we'll hear here in a little bit, was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. And that's all for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this show. Um, we want to make it even better, and uh, we hope to do that uh, this year, next year. I don't know how long it will take, but we're here for the long haul, and we want to make this show better for you. So, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Keep it nerdy, y'all. Thank you.